Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Lee Cantor here with Stone Payton, another episode of GSU ENI Radio and Stone. This is the headliners of the day. Hey, this is the best way to bring it all home, man. We've got a couple of great guests. First up in this episode, we have with us founder of Art Hub. Please join me in welcoming to the show, Mr. London Balbosa. Good afternoon, sir. Thanks for having me. You got to get rock star close, London, to that microphone. Thank you. Well, London, tell us about Art Hub. How are you serving folks? So um, Art Hub is an e-commerce uh, fine art discovery marketplace for aspiring art collectors. And then are these artists only here in Atlanta or are they anywhere? So we are currently working with um, a group of uh, fine artists here in Atlanta uh, for our pilot and private beta. Um, and then so, so how does it work? The artists come on to the the website they can show their stuff and then buyers can peruse that and then uh, buy directly from them exactly so essentially we operate as a third-party platform uh mm-hmm. for the artists um so right now the, are the artists typically just have their own website and you can buy from them just individually and you're putting like a bunch of them in one big pile so we are using a different model um, instead of commissioning with the artists. We are uh, partnering with the artists um, and giving them percentage of the sales uh, that are generated through our platform. So how is that different than commission? So essentially we um, essentially the idea behind our platform is that uh, we are garnering uh, social media uh, and uh, emerging technologies uh, and e-commerce technologies as an SEO to push uh, the artists uh, and their their work um, out into the market. And then you do a revenue share based on whatever exactly. it sells for? Exactly. And then uh, are the prices set? Like if it says $1,000, that's really what it is, or is this a negotiation? So we are considering, considering we're a seed stage company, um, and our platform we're considering building out uh, features that will allow for our collectors to be able to place a bid on a, a piece of work uh, if they're not – willing to pay the price that is set that the artist sets uh on the platform so now how did you get into this line of work are you an artist so my stepdad uh is a fine art artist uh he was a famous uh famous fine artist in the 90s um he did a lot of work uh for a lot of hip-hop hip-hop artists he did cover work for them Mm -hmm. um he was a graffiti artist in new york for a few years um and after the 90s and into the early 2000s his career kind of plummeted and uh it didn't take off as as much as he liked to and um into the recession it had reached his lowest point in his career um and growing up um i had asked if if he thought that technology or e-commerce would would impact his uh his career as an artist and it and he said no and i was 18 at the time and i was like i'm gonna prove him wrong exactly (laughs) i'm gonna prove him wrong and today there are like 60 other emerging technology uh, art startups out there that are proving him wrong and a lot of others wrong. Yeah, I'm with you. I think this is a huge opportunity for artists um, and they should be doing all they can do to get the word out about their work using leveraging the technology that's exactly. out there. Exactly. So now um, do you have his art on your platform? So um, we will. Or you're uh, negotiating with him. It, have to negotiate with him because he's still skeptical. <laughs> Um, and he's uh, never given you a piece of art. 
He hasn't, but there were his pieces are around the around the house. Uh, grab one. Yeah, that's what, gonna that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. Send him a check. <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. That's 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 the strategy. <laughs> that's what I would do. So now, uh, talk about the Main Street Entrepreneur Seed Fund. How did you get involved in that program? So um, essentially, I had the idea. You know, for the past six years, I'm 24 now, and uh, the idea has just been in my subconscious mind for since I was 18. And earlier this year, uh, as I was approaching graduation. I was like, I need to move forward with this idea because it's still here. I need to move. I need to do something about it. And so um, I had graduated um, and turned for a few other startups. I've uh, been involved in Atlanta's entrepreneurial ecosystem since I was, I've been in college. And graduating from college, I was like, I, I think I need to go ahead and pursue entrepreneurship. And so I need to start with this idea. And I think considering the amount of research and just uh, domain knowledge that I have about the fine art space. I was like, this is what I'm most comfortable with right now. And, um, I have a few artists in my network, uh, and, uh, I have a few pieces of my own. And so I was like, I, I, I think from my perspective, it was just like, how can I make this space more accessible and more open to, uh, to everyone and, 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 and enable the artist to go direct to consumer. So now, are the artists you have, you're, you're calling them fine artists. How are you defining that? So when I say fine art, uh, I essentially mean art that has proven uh, traction and that is considered you know, marketable. Uh, I, so not the person that's just starting out. I mean, we are working with emerging artists as, as well, but we're, we're trying to uh, shift the, I guess, the the consciousness of how people perceive art, you know, any piece of art that an artist has invested a lot of money into making should is worth, you know, should be validated and worth what they're willing to. But art, can, you for. can't, you can't sell art by the cost of materials. That's a, that, that's a, that's actually uh, something that we are trying to figure out because that's how artists determine the pricing for their work. Uh, that's wrong. I'm telling you. <laughs> Are you an art collector? I am. Awesome, awesome. So I would not be doing it by materials. <laughs> so this is this, this is this is news for us from the, from your perspective that we will consider. Okay, consider that, please. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> now for you, uh, are you? Do you see this just pr- strictly as a business venture, or is this? Are you really trying to help the artists monetize their work and get paid fairly for what they are doing? Both, but because. I grew up in a home where art was prevalent and, uh, I had no, I had no choice but to see it and to, uh, understand it. I think for me, it's the empathy that I have for my stepdad that is driving me to want to enable the artist to be able to monetize on their work. So now when you had this idea, it's been in your mind for several years and then you decide, you know what, I'm going to move forward on this. Uh, is your background in technology? Like, did you build the website or did you have to partner with people that were good at that part of this? So I, I did study emerging technology. Uh, I also took a course, a media analytics course, uh, in my last year of college. Uh, and, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm on the surface of technology as a product from a product management perspective, but my co-founder is the CTO. He's a technologist. He's a technologist. And then what's your degree in? Like, what, what are you, what's your day job? So I studied interdisciplinary studies. I created my major, um, and my concentration uh, was media innovation and entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, 
right now I've kind of taken the time off to build uh, Art Hub. So uh, now that you're focused on growing focused this. on growing this. And then what do you need more of right now? We definitely could use uh, more support um, in terms of uh, human capital and, of course, funding um, and a program, another program after this to kind of accelerate our growth. Now, um, when you, you need more bodies, it sounds like in what areas are you going to uh, kind of deploy these people? Marketing. Marketing, Marketing to who? To the customer or to the artist? Both. Um, I'm responsible for, as a business developer, for reaching out to the artist, the collector, uh, and, you know, working with local galleries and, uh, you know, really building the momentum for the team uh, and acquiring all the needs for the business. But as we grow social, it's definitely going to be a main uh, contributor to our growth. And we'd like to, for someone with that expertise to kind of help us scale that piece of the business. So now if an artist has kind of uh, made it to a certain level, aren't they already affiliated with galleries and um, they already have relationships with people that are helping theoretically to help them get the word out? You would think, but um, a lot of the artists that we're working with um, have never had any gallery uh, exposure. So then how are they selling their stuff now? Direct to consumer. So they're selling it directly they're selling by going to festivals, art fairs, like um, um, and local uh, and doing commission and commission work. But they're only able to sustain it to a certain point. Like they would like for someone else to help them grow. And, and this and, would be another kind of channel for them to another channel uh, without them having to do it themselves, it themselves and create. The, yes. So it sounds like a great opportunity. Um, now, have you gotten artists to sign up? You yes. Have, uh, you have some artists already on board? We have some board. artists. We have about, um, we've reached out to over 100. Um, and we are very selective in who we wanted to work with mm-hmm. uh, in our seed. Um, and so um, we have, you know, signed on and are currently onboarding about 10 to 15 um, to, you know, onboard their work onto the platform as we get closer to launch. And then um, what is the medium that they're in? Are they painters? Are they um, graphic design? Are they sculptors? It's all all of them are painters. We are trying to start with one category, but we'd like to grow into all other categories as photography, sculptures, uh, and uh, an array of other uh, fine art categories. But we started with painting painting. And then the painting, is it any type of painting? Any types, abstract, um, oil, um, you name it. And then so that, but the style could be anything. The style could be anything. uh, But it's being through paint. We have one artist in particular. She's a famous artist. Uh, Her name is Charmaine Manyfield. And she um, does murals. Her murals are well-known all over Atlanta. Um, And she just finished a contract work uh, with the uh, U.S. Census um, her work is going to be featured on their site. Um, and she is launching that um, through her own channels next year. And she wants to use our platform. Wow. To Congratulations. That's a big more. deal. Yes. So. So now how are you networking with these artists? How are you finding them and, and making them aware of your uh, service? Um, essentially, uh, I'm doing a lot of different things that I like to. That secret. <laughs> that secret, secret to our business model <laughs> uh, that I don't want to expose. Okay. And then, um, so now you got some money from the main street entrepreneurship seed fund and now you're 
investing that back into the business in terms of building out the website and, and doing yes. this networking and marketing that you're doing to grow uh, the artist pool? Are you doing any work to get collectors on board? Yes. So that's the next stage of our, of our business model that we are going to, you know, we're working on, but we, we feel that it's important to build a supply before we are able to go to collectors to say, Hey, this is what we have to offer. What do you think? What do you want more of? What do you want? What is, what is lacking from your, the channels or the, 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 the galleries you're, you're collecting from, um, or we're, 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 we're approaching it from an unbiased perspective so that we're able to really use those insights to grow. So now, um, what's kind of the, the timeline of when this launches? So, uh, we are essentially working on our proof of concept as of right now. And we're hoping to have that developed, fully developed, uh, for our, you know, our pilot, uh, by the end of the month. Um, and then going into 2020 in January, we are, uh, our, our plan and our timeline is to, you know, have, you know, uh, and connect our pilot with local art collectors, um, and our network and then, uh, develop our MVP for demo day, February 27th. And demo day is part of the, um, seed fund. Yes. And that's when the, you'll all get to exactly. demo your, uh, where you're at with where your business. Yes. And then at that point, you're looking for more funding? Yes. We are definitely looking for more funding uh, to, you know, join. So my co-founder is able to join full-time and we can bring on a few others uh, and also uh, invest more into our product because that's the heart of the business. Uh, and, you know, the user experience piece uh, in the community piece and aspect of it is, is essential for us to grow. Um, yeah. Now, do you have a website yet or, or at least a landing page that yes. people can sign up on? Yes. So our landing page is live. Um, it's been live uh, for about three months now. Um, and what's and, that? And it's uh, www.arthub.co. A-R-T-E-H-U-B.co. That's C-O, yes. Good stuff. Well, best of luck, London. Thank you guys so much. Thanks for sharing your story. No problem. All right, Lee, bring it home for us this afternoon in our final episode. We have with us the founder of Nurture Skin Care, Adesawa Amafadon. Yes. Well, welcome. Thank you. Well, uh, you're with Nurture Skin Care. Tell us about that. How are you serving folks? So Nurture Skin Care is a unisex natural skincare company. That focuses on the person themselves, such as their health, self-care, and self-love, as well as their skin. So we want to provide people with healthy skin and a healthy heart and mind. And how did you get into this? What was the inspiration? Um, I struggled with my skin for years. Um, I have had acne for a long time. I've used so many products like Proactive, um, Clean and Clear, Clearasil, so many things. Even um, prescription medication, but nothing quite cleared my skin and left it healthy. It was either really, really dry or really oily. Um, I had acne still or I had dark spots. Nothing really worked. So, And I noticed how that took an effect on my self-esteem and my self-love and my self-care. So I wanted to create something that really helped people. But to do that, did you need to be a chemist? Like, How do you even Mm -hmm. begin to try to fix that? Um, you just try different things. Uh, you and on yourself? Research. Yeah, of course. I only try. I tried it on myself. Um, 
I gave my friends some things to sample. Um, I actually started working in a dermatology office. I am a certified MA to work with dermatologists. Um, yeah, I tried things, DIY stuff on myself, then had friends try it. Nothing happened to them. Had other people try it and, you know, and went from there. And then how did you know you were kind of onto something that you were onto the right track of, oh, mm-hmm. this is going to work or. Mm-hmm. So I did a lot of research about different ingredients. I put them together. Um, and like I said, I had other people try it and they were like, wow, this stuff is really good. Or wow, I saw my skin get better. Or, wow, my skin's glowing. It feels healthy. It feels moisturized. So yeah, just customer, I guess, feedback. And then, so once you had something that you figured out that, okay, this is going to work, mm-hmm. then how did you come up with kind of the nurture skin care brand and look and feel mm-hmm. of the packaging and things like that? Yeah. Um, so like I shared previously, I realized how it affected my self-esteem um, and asked other people how their skin affected their self-esteem and also their self-care and kind of just went from there and carried it on. And then nurture, I'm like, well, if you're taking care of yourself, you're taking care of your skin, you're nurturing it, you're mm-hmm. building it up, you're giving it life. So, And then um, how did you become aware of the uh, Main Street Seed Fund? Um, so I'm really active in Georgia State's entrepreneurship, like just department, I guess you can say. And I received an email from them about it and I applied and it went from there. Had you ever done anything entrepreneurial before? I guess yes. Like in elementary school, we all sold cookies, sold lemonade, sold bracelets. Like, and I just kept going from there. I started like babysitting and started my own little babysitting thing, started my own tutoring thing, um, but never really tried to solve a problem. I was just doing something to make money. So now this is more personal. Yes, of course. Yes. And then do you see this as now this is what your career is going to be for a little bit? Or do you see this as a side hustle while you get a real job? No, my career is for a little bit. I have many ideas. And then so you, how do you see it expanding beyond skincare or, um, or in other areas of skincare? I see it growing. Well, right now I just have like an exfoliator and uh, oil serum and a beard oil. But I see it expanding with cleansers and moisturizers and stuff like that. Um, and then I want to create like my own nat- my own natural um my own nonprofit organization for anti-human trafficking and then also like a modesty um clothing line just stuff other things and then so that'll all be kind of underneath this umbrella of nurture yeah i guess you can say so yeah and then what's the biggest challenge so far in kind of developing this time cuz i work full time so, so you have a oh, you have a day job yes. that's not this no it has nothing to do with this but that's kind of helping fund this. Yes, sir, as well as the seed fund. And then are you selling it direct or are you selling it online? Like how do you how oh. does someone even buy this? So right now they could just go online to nurtureskincare.com. Um, but then other people that I see or know, like I can give it to them directly. Are you trying to get it into other stores? Yes, but not right now. Not right now. Mm-hmm. And then um, do you, in order to do this, do you need like government blessing? Like this is approved by the FDA or, or do you not have to do that? So technically, so the FDA doesn't really regulate what's organic or not. They're just like saying, okay, it makes sure that this is natural. Whatever you're saying, it's true. Right. Um, I do have to have be registered as a business um, and everything, but not necessarily no. Okay, so then you can, so was it difficult to kind of understand how you put it in bottles and sell it and put labels? Like, how'd you learn how to do that? Just research, 
research, YouTube videos, reading, um, a lot of like hard work of just like researching. But how do you get the stuff into the tube? Like you have, you work with a company yeah. that does that on no, your behalf? I just make it on my own. I put on my hairnet, wear my gloves, sanitize everything. Then I have like a funnel that I use mm-hmm. and put the funnel. Well, I sanitize the bottle as well, but put the funnel on the bottle and just put the measurements into the bottle. And then you have your own recipe that's your own secret mm-hmm. recipe, right? Yes, sir. And then um, the you said it's unisex. So is it mm-hmm. people of all ages? Like who's your mm-hmm. ideal customer? So it's men and women, but specifically um, people between 18 years old and 23 years old. So it's for young people? Yes, young people. And then why is that? Because during your developmental years, you struggle with your self-esteem a lot. And I feel like, um, unfortunately, like suicide, depression, and all these things are really high within that age range. And some of that has to do with bullying. And some people may be bullied for their skin, you know. And if that's the case, like I want to give that person the self-esteem and the confidence during that time. Now, do you remember the time you sold your first product where it mm-hmm. stopped being like, oh, hey, try this. And you're saying, I'm going to put it up for sale. Yes. So what was how it like? did that go? Yeah. Oh, it was great. I felt great. I was like, oh, awesome. First person, you know. Because um, that's trust. They're trusting and believing mm-hmm. you. But it was also a friend that bought it. So I don't know. What if about the first stranger? The first, it hasn't been a first stranger yet. Not Hopefully yet. someone mm-hmm. listening can be the first stranger. And then if they did want to go, they can go to your website, nurtureskincare.com. And that's nurture without the E, right? N-U-R-T-U-R skincare.com. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. And they can get it there. Now, for you, um, being part of this program, how has that kind of affected your life? Did you, when you were younger, did you always think I'm going to be an entrepreneur? No. No, I didn't. At what point did you go, you know what, this could be a path for me? Um, It was my sophomore year when I decided to switch from nursing to business. So at some point you saw yourself differently? Yeah, I mean, I've always wanted to do business, but I didn't know what. And then that sophomore year when I transitioned, I was like, no, I want to own my own business and I really want to go after it. And then what gave you the confidence to say, okay, I can do this and I'm going to make this happen? Like this specific business or in general? This specific business. Um, My passion behind it, really. That year I was like, okay, I want to do this, um, but I saw how it affects other people. And I saw how it affects their self-esteem and stuff. And I saw how it affected mine. And I really care about people. So I was like, I really want to help. I really want to make a difference. I don't want to be another skincare company just selling products and telling people, your skin's going to be clear. I really want to help people. And then because you felt that that there's some skincare companies that are maybe misrepresenting or they're not, Mm -hmm. they just care about the money. They don't really care about helping people. Yeah. I believe so. I mean, look at the commercials. Look at their websites. It's just people with a bunch of clear skin like, oh, look at me, blah, blah, blah. Like it's magic. Yeah. It's like, no, a person is deeper than just their skin. Mm -hmm. It affects their self-esteem. It affects how they care for themselves. And people have told me themselves that they're scared of getting another pimple because of the way that it makes them feel. And I don't want people being terrified of a pimple you know, like your physical appearance does not affect your like you, you know, like you are worth so much more than your physical appearance. And that's what I want to communicate to my customers, that they are valuable, whether their skin's clear, whether it's not, whether they're short, whether they're tall, they're, they have value. So, yeah. 
So now how are you going to kind of help them in terms of going, giving them the self-confidence to believe that to be so and create that community that helps them believe that to be so so currently right now with every product that a person purchases they receive like a nurture card and it's like three ways to practice like self-love and self-care but i'm working on a pamphlet that goes deeper into that and deeper into what we do and then on my social media website or on my instagram i have like i post content that helps people with that and i'm trying to get more into that so giving them like quotes or just things that they can use to help them. Right. So inspiration to help them yeah. feel better about themselves. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Well, best of luck and congratulations. Thank you. And thanks for sharing your story. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And then one more time, the website. Nurture Skincare, Nurture Without the E.com. All right. Well, uh, thanks both of you for being part of the show today. And it's always fun here at GSU. Uh, we learned some new things every time. And this is Lee Cantor for Stone Payton. We will see you all next time on GSU ENI Radio. 